All right, that is the kickoff track to a great CD. And I, I told my next guest when I first got it from him, I drove down in the studio the whole ride down. I played this in its entirety. And on the way back, it's the CD I listened to because I love it so much. And uh, great guitarist, singer, all different styles of music on this. Mr. Kurt Jones, his new CD is called Kurt Jones the Third. He's uh, been a member of Slave, Aura, Deja. His solo career collaborated with Monty Moyer and many others. And a uh, great friend of our show, great person. We welcome uh, once again to WVOF in the Upper Room with Joe Kelly, Kurt Jones. How you doing, brother? Hey, how are you, Joe? Doing great. I'm doing fine, and uh, you know we heard your great guitar playing. How how many guitars do you have in your own collection? Um, I, I have like uh, seven, seven or eight. Yeah. Okay. And that's a, that's an ongoing joke with uh with our mutual friend Joey Bean. That's right. Time. That's whose person came to my head right there. Yeah. Yeah. Because he and I joke with it all the time, and I always when I see him, I always talk with him, and you know, and he's he. When I was going up to Minneapolis in the early 2000s, he had a collection of like 60 guitars. Mm-hmm. You know, and so Monty's wedding, we were all at Monty's wedding a couple of years ago, and I told him, yeah, I'm thinking of buying this Buddy Guy Strat, because I've seen you. You got one, right? You got the black one. And he said, oh, yeah, I got about three of them. Oh. I said, oh, there you go again. <laughs> and I said, so, but you got, yeah, because you got like 60 guitars. And he said, oh, no, it's about over 100. Wow. I said, okay, B, that's that's just not funny anymore. Yes. You know, he just, he just cracks up. I, I give him, I would have him give him a hard time, but and I, I tease him. I said, well, you know, I got number seven here, but I'm not close to you yet. But I'm coming up behind you. <laughs> so, yeah, and and how many you use on on the record itself? Uh, I'd say, uh, I use, I'd say, four. Yeah, four of them. Because okay. I used three electrics. Uh, I used an American Strat that I bought in 2004 that become the main, one of my main guitars. And, uh, then there's a black Schecter Telecaster that I bought in uh, 01, and uh, that's an 85. It's a Pete Townsend model. I used oh, that Pete on, Townsend, uh, yeah, great guitars. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I, I used that on uh, uh, Share Your Love and a bunch of other things, the solos, it has a great tone of its own. And then, uh, and then uh, my fiance, uh, a year or two ago, she she uh, purchased and surprised me on my birthday and got me this custom Fender Telecaster that I saw in a shop. You know, it just drew me to it because it looked so different. The wood was beautiful. And I and I played it. I thought, wow, this is custom series. This is this is way up there. You know, it'll take me a while to be able to buy this one because I'm, I'm not going to put myself in a hole trying to buy another guitar. I wasn't looking to do it. But, and I looked at it, man. And they were selling it for like $800, which mm-hmm. custom tellies, it should have, I thought it was at least two grand, two, three grand. Mm-hmm. But it was like $800. Or, and um, it was my birthday coming up and she surprised me with it. And bought it man, I, wow. So I played that on, on, on it as well. Uh, mix it up with different things. They, they all give you different tones, you know, and, uh, for clean sound and then for certain things for the overdrive sound. And, uh, and they all have their place. Uh, yeah. And my special guest right now, you're listening. His name is Kurt Jones. He's been in the studio and he's a great, great guitarist, singer, storied musical career. And uh, you mentioned your fiance, Cece London, who's a great singer in her own right. 
Absolutely, yeah. Uh, we uh, actually met kind of indirectly years ago back when, uh, in the late 80s when uh, we were both signed to Virgin Records at the time. Okay. And uh, when uh, Starlene and I were signed to Virgin Records, and we uh, were under the name of Deja, mm-hmm. uh, which was, was a, you know, an extension of Aura. We just changed the name so that we wouldn't have legal hassle. And uh, uh, she was signed through a production company, but to Virgin Records. And um, I don't know. Uh, it accidentally hooked up in like 2000, the end of 2012, beginning of 2013. Kind of just online on Facebook, you know, internet, just communicate with people. And and um, she commented about the music she liked and everything. I said, "Oh, that's great, thanks." And Check this out if you, if you like uh, some of the aura stuff. Maybe you you can you might hear something you like with what I'm doing now. And I'll let her hear, you know, 360 degrees, the first CD and a couple of that solo, and she really liked it. And then I heard her voice on a on a track that she was doing for a gospel project that she was doing. And uh, at the same time, she saw a picture on my page of a gentleman that we both knew, and we didn't know that we both knew him. His name was Roland Edison. Mm-hmm. And he worked with uh, Virgin Records back when we both were with Virgin. Okay. Roland, yeah, Roland was the representative for the region down here in Texas. When I came down here, we came down in Dallas. So, uh, at that time, Roland was uh, handled all the acts when they came in to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And he was just so great because... Uh, I clicked with him. He was just that kind of guy. Just loved the music and just a genuine human being. One of the nicest people that I've ever met in the record industry. You know, bless his soul. He, he really was because uh, I don't want to down anybody or anything, but you just don't, I just never come across anybody as genuine, quite as genuine as him when, when I was in the industry. You know, it's hard to, click with certain people and they have their certain ways of doing things and and it, that's okay but he was just special and uh, she saw his picture on my page and said uh, you knew Roland and I said yeah I knew him and she said I knew him too and that's when I was he's the one that got me signed to and then that that kicked off the whole conversation musical conversation everything and then it got to the, her gospel record and she had spent a lot of money getting to where she was at the time and it wasn't even finished I said, wow, well, I listened to her voice, and I said, well, I know what to do with the voice, because I I, I heard enough to know that you can sing, so uh, just uh, I can guarantee you that I'll do your whole R&B record that you want to do, and you won't spend nearly as much money as you spent on the five songs that you did with this gospel project. And so that kind of got the creative thing going. And as we went, going into the project, and came down and started working on the track and this and that and we just we communicated so well and everything clicked it's just it, neither one of us were looking for a relationship but it was just it was just like easy math you know just <laughs> right you know and uh, in just a few days the fiance name will turn to wife husband and wife right that's right yeah that's right that's correct that's going to be a great event, and uh, you're coming back home to uh, celebrate your mom's birthday, right? That's correct. She'll be 90 years old. Wow. 
we're doing a wedding on her 90th birthday, and it'll always be special for all of us. Yeah, it's going to be great. And uh, Kurt Jones is our guest, kurtjones.org. You can go there and find out about Kurt. You can order this CD, Kurt Jones the Third, and, and people all can download the tracks as well, right? That's correct. You can download it or order a CD. The CD's available. You get the CD, you get the artwork and the, and the cover, and, which I'm I'm really happy about that. Oh, uh, yeah, real nice. Yeah. Uh, the uh, gentleman by the name of Cielio, he, uh, he did the work for us. You'll see his name, his full name on the credits, mm-hmm. but I was very pleased with the work he did. And uh, Yeah, it's actually, um, it's Kirk Jones 3, you know, because it's the third CD, so it's okay, actually yeah. title 3, yeah. Yeah, uh, we're gonna play a track. This is one of my favorites uh, from the start. Gypsy Lady. Oh, Got a lot of okay. funk and roll on this one. Okay. So uh, Kurt Jones will come back and we'll talk with him. We're here at eighty-eight point five WVOF. This is Kurt Jones from Kurt Jones Three. All right, we're having a great time talking off air, and uh, of course that's another song, Gypsy Lady from Kurt Jones from Kurt Jones Three. You can go to his website, kurtjones.org, and uh, you know we were talking off air. Um, about, uh, you know, here's a guy who punched the rock and roll clock, Kurt Jones, and his uh, buddy Prince, man. We were talking uh, about the loss of, of Prince and what it means to people who followed his career. And, um, yeah, what, what's it like? You, you've been out of Paisley Park, and how how you been yeah. dealing with it? Oh, just devastating. Uh, yeah, I don't, know that, I don't know that I'll ever get over this one. It's just, I just didn't ever... You never can see what's coming, but I just figured he'd be around forever. I mean, Monty and I, both three, Monty Moyer from the time, we figured he'd be around like a grandpa rocker, right. just you know, just doing doing his thing and and to, to to have certain aspects of his life to be so healthy and the way he was. This guy took care of himself, but the regiment that they put his body through performing-wise. When you go back in all of these clips that weren't available, now they're all over YouTube and everything. You can see in his younger days all of the splits he did and jumping off the piano and all of those kind of dance moves that people, normal dancers, would do in, like, capizio dance shoes. He right, did in right. high heels. Mm-hmm. You know, he was doing it in high heels. It's like, I mean, I guess at the time... and. You get to see it when it's on camera, right? But you got to imagine when he's on a tour for most of the year, he's doing that every night, right? Right. So as he gets older, you know, gets closer to fifty and all that, his body—it doesn't surprise me that he's in pain. His body's feeling the same effect that like an NFL or NBA player would. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, just as you were speaking, playing ball for a long time. Yeah. So the pain that he probably couldn't live with the pain without some kind of help, you know, there's there's a lot to put your body through. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, you know, the emotional uh, emotions been all over the place for everybody and you, you're close to the scene. And how how are the guys from the time dealing with that? I know you talk with a a bunch of them as well. Monty's a great friend of yours. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very shocking and very sad. Uh, Monty shared with me that they, two days after they went, uh, I think it was a place downtown or uptown. Now, somewhere in Minneapolis, there was a gathering of people that worked with him and anything had any kind of connection. And they kind of got up and shared stories and talked. And it was, he said, you know, it, it did everything.
everything it could to do to be healing, you know, but nobody's ever going to reach. It's like losing a member of your family. It's like you never get over it. You just get better at dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the industry in the world is going to feel. I mean, you know, the day after it happened, you could see in every country all over the world, different monuments were lit up in purple. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how many guys, how many people had that happen? You know, James Brown didn't even have that. You right, know? right, right. <laughs> it's like it was amazing, you know. Yeah, just 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 a worldwide uh, effect from uh, his passing, and uh, you're continuing on the great music. I mean, funk roll, funk and roll. You've got a uh, you got a cha cha on there as well, right? Um, I'll me. One, one of your songs I was listening is a cha cha. I think I, I listened to one song had a little rhythm to that cha cha song. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, you uh-huh. a lot of different yeah. feels to it. Um, we, you know, we, we'll get into another track right now, slow things down just a bit. You mentioned your great buddy, Monty Moyer, keyboardist with the time. Uh, he worked on two of the cuts. We're going to play one of them called strange way. And, uh, how was it like collaborating with your friend once again? Oh, it's always a blast. Uh, we got together it was a couple of years ago. I think it was the summer of 2012. And I, I, you know, I was at that point. I've had the song written and recorded and done, performed all the way up to that point. And then the only thing was left was his solo. And I just left him sit on the, you know, sit on the shelf until I got more of the rest of the record finished and got the right opportunity to go out and work with him because our schedules conflicted so much. But that time opened up and I, I remember I drove out there and uh, like I did so many times before and we stayed out of the house and we, we got together and, you know, started working on stuff. He worked on those two tracks of mine, and I worked on some things that, that on his upcoming CD that, that did some vocal stuff. And, did, you know, and I did some guitar in the past with it. And, you know, we always enjoyed working together. So it felt like, he said, and we did, we maximized the time, too. I mean, we didn't waste any time. We got down there, and we banged it out. We worked, worked diligently, and we hung out and didn't have a good time, but we got to work in really good, and he told me, he said, yeah, it feels great. It felt, felt, feels like the old days, like when we did the series album. I said, yeah, it did feel that way. You know, it was just like we pick, pick up where we left off each time. Yeah. All right. We'll give a listen to it right now for Kurt Jones 3. This is uh, Strange Way featuring on the V3 Hammond solo, Mr. Monty Moyer, right here on WVOF. It's uh, Strange Way from Kurt Jones, my special guest, KurtJones.org. And uh, we're happy to be spending some time with Kurt Jones in uh, talking about his new record. He's getting married a week from today, right? Uh, today is... 20th. Monday, yeah. Yeah, Monday, yeah. that's right. Today. You, do you know the time? Because we'll, we'll play something if it's the exact time. <laughs> you know approximate time? Uh, four o'clock. Okay. Time. All right, we'll have to do it. We don't, we get on the air at six, but we got to play something for CeCe and... Uh, and Kurt that night. Oh, that was yeah. great, man. Thank you. Thank you. You got a lot great of great man. musicians on this, including one who you know really, really well. Your son, Topaz, is on this, Topaz Jones. What, what's oh, yeah. it like uh, having your son have all this talent and, and being able to collaborate with him? It's it's really wonderful, I mean, to see, because he, he was on the last album with me, too, which, and, I mean, it takes a while, you know, to get through finishing it at all and we finally get it out you know a couple of years past 
and the tracks that he worked on on the on the second album, the solo. I mean, when he did that stuff, he was only like twelve years old. Oh wow! You know, yeah. and uh, so his voice was really young, but it fit the song that he was on perfectly. Mm-hmm. And he asked me; he listened to it when he came up when I was working on it. He said, "I really like that." And I said, "Really?" I said, "I didn't think. I thought this might be a little too old school for you." He said, "No, no, no. I said, I got some ideas." I said, "Really? Okay. Well, just here." Take your time with it and, and play around and see what you want to do. Uh, right in here, in this spot, and then the end here. Just think of what you, you know what the song's about, you know, so uh, see what you can come up with. I just left him there with it. You know, I came back in the, into the room about 15 minutes later. He said, okay, Dad, I'm ready. <laughs> I said, really? Right. <laughs> okay. And he just knocked it out. I said, wow, Dad. And he's, been working on that with with rap and production and doing beats and learning about production with the computer and using so many different uh, tools. It started with GarageBand and then he graduated to other things and he's just he's just it it's like it chose him. He just couldn't stop if he tried. So I just well it's obvious he's going to be going this way. And um, but um happy because he got through it and he was working on his own music in high school when he got to high school and did that and doing live performances and in high school is when I really saw him uh, evolve as a live performer because he just started getting more and more confident and it just got bigger and bigger and now he's you know he's got quite a following in the New York area I mean he just he went through and he graduated high school and he graduated college just last year last May at uh, NYU, the right. Clive Davis Music Mobile Program. Wow. And uh, yeah. that's the program where Clive Davis funded out of his own pocket. Like, uh, they teach music production, songwriting, engineering, business, everything. They had a bunch of people that were there. I mean, I went, uh, his mom and I went to the open house when, when Brandon was going to be the, a freshman and before he started and they were saying, yeah, people start here, and they, 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 they never started they, that they went through the program. Some had to leave early, and one in particular had to leave early, and her name is Lady Gaga. You know? oh, right, so, yeah. I was like, wow. So, uh, the program gave him a very good foundation in, in a lot of different aspects of the business, which, you know, in our days when we came up as musicians, if that was available, we would have inhaled it. But mm-hmm. we just didn't have anything like that. You right. know? Most of I told them most of our we you could go to college for music, but if you weren't at the time, you had to be at a certain level to be a virtuoso player, almost to be able to get accepted. And not everybody that's going to be a good player is at that level. You know, it's time to go to college yet. Sometimes it comes when it comes. You know, you know, there are people that started late that became really great players, but it just you can never tell. You know? uh, Kurt Jones is speaking on his son, Topaz, who's on this record. We're going to play a song right now from Kurt Jones 3. You can go to kurtjones.org, and it's called You Stole My Heart. This is another great track. There, It's, you know, straight through the 14 tracks. Um, amazing music. So uh, you got time for one more segment? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. This is uh, Kurt Jones from Kurt Jones 3. You Stole My Heart from Kurt Jones and he was telling me offline uh, that funky bass riff 
you got a story behind that one, right? Oh, uh, yeah, that's from a, well, just, I was able to borrow a friend of mine, my friend uh, Craig Dawson, who used to play guitar in the band with me that, that we started out with Symphonic Express and Star Child. And he was, uh, you know, I, we, we're still great buddies to this day, and I would go over this when I was still in Jersey. I'd hook up with him, and I'd say, hey, man, come on, and check this stuff out, and let me play your guitar, and check mine out, and... And he had his bass in there. I asked him if I could play around with it and borrow it. He said, take it home, man. See, take it home for a couple of days and see what's what. And, uh, so I did. And I was just playing around with it. And had This track was what I was already working on. So uh, see what kind of sound I can get with it. And wound up putting the bass line down on it. So it worked out real good. It felt great. Yeah, you can pick up the latest and greatest from Kurt Jones at KurtJones.org. Kurt Jones 3 is the CD, and uh, he's been uh, awful busy promoting this, and uh, he's getting married in a week. And, uh, you know, what, what are the plans of the rest of the summer? You got some, some stuff in mind? Uh, well, summer, well, when we get back from Jersey, from, uh, from the wedding and my mom's birthday party and all that, we're coming back and... Uh, CC and I just said, you know, for our own self, we'll just give a little time away. We're just going to go down to San Antonio and spend, you know, a few days down there and just hang out because that's kind of where our relationship started. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd always told her that it was like one of my favorite cities that we toured through and I love the river walk and all this. And she said, well, she, when we first started talking, she said, let's just drive down there where we drove down and hung out and spent time. So we're going to do that again. Okay, so it's, it's going to be a, a nice time with CC London. Uh, your soon-to-be wife, and uh, great to collaborate. Uh, you guys are working some great music. Uh, let me ask you about uh, the other cats on the record. I know you name drop Ray Jack, right? Ray Jack, yeah. That's Ray Jackson. Uh, he's my, my partner. He was in that Star Child band when we started back in the day, and he was... Uh, with the aura with me. He mm-hmm. played he played the bass on Make Up Your Mind. Okay. He played the bass solo on that, the bass and uh uh he played on a lot of horror tracks. Bass player for Aura when we went out on tour. And that, right after that, he and Phil Fields, keyboard player, they they worked with M two May, so Ray Jack was the bass player that played that infamous bass line that's on Juicy Fruit has oh, been wow. sampled a million times. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Ray Jack playing that bass. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he he was on this record. He played on two tracks. Uh, uh, Never Thought You'd Say Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And he played on uh, Lone Funketeer. Yeah, that, we're going to go out with that in just a few minutes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. got great people. Evan Barker as well, right? Evan Barker, trumpet player. Uh, great buddy. Wonderful person. And he and his family are just beautiful people. Uh, he's a, an incredible musician. He uh, <clears throat> he played with me, and we played in corporate bands together. And played in, in the Jersey and New York area for many years. You know, two different agencies together. We were always in the same band. And he's just one of those musicians that just, just beautiful stuff just <laughs> comes out of him. He's just great. And it's one of the funniest Funniest guys you'd ever want to meet, too. He's a great sense of humor. One of my favorite people <laughs> that I've ever worked with. He's just amazing. He and his wife and his two kids, they're, they're wonderful. They're growing up now, but 
they were little guys when I used to see them. And uh, he and his wife, Patty, they're just, they're just beautiful folks. And holding down the low-end uh, long-time basis, Bill Brad- Brady, right? Bill Brady. He was in that same band with, with Evan and I, and uh, both, both agencies. Great bass player, great friend. We, and uh, he, not only was he in that, but when I started the Kirk Jones band, started playing around in Jersey, New York area, you know, I asked Billy, would, would he be interested in doing it? He jumped right on board. So Bill Brady was a part of the band, and when, when I'd write original stuff, there's certain tracks that I had that I just said, and then get it far, far along enough, and I said, nobody can touch this for Bill, because right. it has his touch perfect for it. So, yeah, it's just, a, a, when I mentioned before, so many different different sounds on it. You know, I'm hearing a little reggae, Latin feel, and, and of course the funk, the rock music, you know, a standout release, mm-hmm. Kurt Jones 3. And uh, you can go to Kurt Jones, C-U-R-T, Jones.org. And uh, before we get into this last track here, um, I was reading, I think you you were interviewed or maybe interviewed for Unsung, right, for something? Uh, that's, no, I wasn't interviewed, but okay. um, I did communication with uh, someone that, that wants to do a, an open chat. Oh, okay. On okay. Un- unsung uh Unsung uh, uh, page or the uh, yeah online station. So I, I I don't know. There's been rumors that they were going to call <laughs> since the last six seven years. I was heard right. from some of the guys who played or some of the played with or with us. Well, yeah, unsung. I think they're going to be calling. They're going to be calling. And right. I guess it just never happened yet. But there's so much detail as far as mm. if unsung call as far as going back to slave and aura so oh yeah i mean quick, it's not a quick one <laughs> so, but, I, I mean <laughs> I, I mean you you were in the band and, and me just be on the outside i'm i'm confused myself there's been so many different <laughs> twists and turns yeah. with those, those cats so oh yeah there's so much so much to it good both good and bad that, right that, right that, that's that's some very encouraging and some very sad you know but I mean that's life that's the way anybody's story usually goes you know because nobody's story is all good you right, know right but, right but uh it was uh life changing it was amazing and uh still have a lot of an abundance of love and respect for everybody that I worked with with what you know, I saw and, you know just a special amount of energy and talent Steve Arrington and I have phone conversations often mm-hmm. yeah, and we man. talk about how much talent was in that. It was so much that it had to break off into separate factions because it was just so much talent in there that, you know, water, it can only sit in one place for so long before it starts finding places to go, you know? Right. And right. Kind of like the end, the energy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well said from a member of slave, Kurt Jones and uh, pick up his latest Kurt Jones three at kurtjones.org. So, hey brother, I gotta thank you for coming on and um, just wish you and CC a lifetime of happiness together. Thank you so much, Joe. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate getting to know you and been talking to you for the years. And uh, give your wife my best wishes, and uh, hopefully we can hook up again. Yeah, I'll see her in about an hour, so I'll, she may even be listening. So I'll I'll see her and let her know. Thanks, Kurt. Uh, Thanks, Joe. Lone Funketeer, Kurt Jones. 